Hi there, this is Patrick Belton of Q Digital and the InsureTech Fintech Revolution.com. This uh, shorter podcast today pertains to mobility, the mobility economy, some identifiable key trends, and how it's impacting and changing our lives, but also the implications for the broader insurance industry. Mobility, as we can all recognize, is about to change dramatically. And this is massively reshaping society, our economy, all of our lives, but also the insurance industry. And this will be accelerated change between today and 2030. The significance of these changes, some of which are immediate, are on par with the introduction of the mass production car by Henry Ford a hundred years ago. So our mental models about mobility, such as individually owned cars and gas stations, traffic jams, the driver's license even, all as a rite of passage, these things are on the verge of disruption. Mobility going forward is about to become cheaper, more convenient, a vastly better experience, safer and even cleaner. And the insurance industry is going to be rocked by these forthcoming changes in mobility. In particular, with revenues being impacted, both positively and negatively, depending on the line of insurance. But also, within the insurance industry, jobs will be changing. Traditional types of roles and jobs will be eliminated. Other new types of roles will be created. The requirement for constant learning in the new insurance industry going forward due to the mobility economy. Otherwise, one faces redundancy. And we're also going to see new means of sales and service delivery, as well as the popular adoption of episodic insurance, which is another way of calling that is pay per use insurance, all through digital delivery mechanisms. Where people live is changing and will continue to change. Faster commutes and increasing suburbanization and urbanization amongst youth will rise. How people live is changing. Riders will be safer, have more time and have more freedom. How people consume is changing. The separate steps between contemplating a purchase and actualizing that purchase is going to be compressed into just a few swipes. A more integrated mobility ecosystem is making near and far distance purchases easier and faster. It's also making them cheaper. Autonomous vehicles will be used to shop for everything. How people work is changing. People will start their work days in their car. Commuting time will count towards your workday hours, whether that's seven hours or eight hours or longer. What life looks like is changing. We will see gas stations and parking lots and traffic jams largely become things of the past. Fumes and emissions will diminish. Big digs for mass transportation projects will be scaled down as well, since on-demand for AVs or autonomous vehicles can be at least as efficient as public mass transportation. Air and ground shipping is converging as delivery drones and droids become mainstream. Life is going to be greener 
cleaner, and even safer. So here's four trends that we can highlight that are reshaping mobility's future. Autonomous driving. Two, connectivity. Three, the electrification of vehicles or e-mobility. And four, shared mobility. So let's touch upon, expand a little bit on each of those. So autonomous driving. Look, the effects of this on society will be completely transformative. Fewer vehicles are going to be purchased and owned by individuals. And already this is a $20 trillion market, which is more than double the current revenues of all major automakers combined. It will encourage some people to relocate outside of major urban centers, thus taking people back to smaller towns and rural living areas. Property values in small towns and rural areas will increase as a result. We're going to see fewer deaths and injuries from driving accidents occurring. Road safety will be significantly improved, saving society and insurance companies billions of dollars annually through lower costs for hospital stays and rehabilitation, uh, medication, and, and yes, litigation. Leisure time increases and commuting time becomes productive since both can be embraced while in an autonomous vehicle. Parking lots, existing urban parking lots, will become used less often. So many of these will be redundant and they're going to be redeveloped into retail or residential or commercial developments, thereby increasing the densification of urban areas and boosting the economy. The environment will benefit from fewer idling vehicles, but energy consumption could rise as self-driving cars, despite their efficiency, tap new pools of latent demand. Alcohol and drug consumption and abuse might actually increase as cars become more of a living space, autonomous cars do. For cities, revenues from vehicle taxes and licensing fees will decrease. Long-haul trucking will adopt autonomous vehicles, first for highway use, as sensor technology used for navigating the hazards improves, then city street type adoption will come about. And that might could be as much as a decade later. Autonomous long haul trucks are actually currently being run in some jurisdictions in, uh, that people don't even realize, including in Canada and Ontario highways, testing and development's being done. Since the function of driving will increasingly be performed by the car itself, Cars will no longer need to be designed around the driver, except to the extent that through advanced artificial intelligence, vehicles will be made to intuit what passengers want. When a vehicle does not need to be designed around that driver, then many fundamental tenets of auto design will go by the wayside. For instance, why have a steering wheel? Why have a driver's seat? For that matter, will you need so much steel when safety requirements change? There's going to be massive job losses for truck drivers, taxi and ride-sharing drivers like Uber, that type of thing. That's going to result from this. So what does some of this mean for the insurance industry? Well, insurance is going to face disruption as revenues from auto-related premiums shrink for traditional auto insurance products. 
and we're going to see new issues of different forms of liability arising. Second area we got to talk about, connectivity. Connected cars are poised to become potent information platforms and networks. And this is opening up new avenues for businesses to create value through connectivity-enabled services. This includes insurance providers. Vehicles are evolving into information-enveloped automobiles that offer drivers and passengers a range of novel experiences which are increasingly enhanced by artificial intelligence and intuitive interfaces, which do basically three things. It widens the potential for new revenue streams. It's creating new avenues for cost savings, but it's also enhancing passenger safety and security. So manufacturers and suppliers, many of them already access a wealth of vehicle data, which is used to improve and refine their cars and services. But preference-based personalization and live dialogue are coming down the pipeline. Cars functioning as virtual chauffeurs is right around the corner. And the new world taking shape is that the automotive industry, which is operated disconnected from other components of what transportation has come to mean, will blend into a more interconnected, customer-centric ecosystem. And that shift boosts the odds that the momentous changes afoot will affect the insurance business. Ecosystems arrange themselves around the consumer and their experience, and this in turn makes it easier, faster, and cheaper for people to choose what they actually want. So in a highly consumer-centric ecosystem, people have more freedom without having to buy their own vehicles or search for parking or pay for fuel. The new mobility experience includes things like on-demand pooled autonomous ride sharing as part of the public transportation system. Mobile games for computers to play against one another en route while the data generated by those games is used to help optimize traffic in real time. More vehicles on the road, moving more quickly, sped along by municipalities' intelligent traffic management tools. Air quality sensors, which track specific sources of pollution and regulate traffic and construction accordingly. And by the way, these are fact, not fantasy. These examples are starting to happen in major cities around the world, Germany, for instance. What this means for the insurance industry. So, How this may play out for insurance, which is a key link in the mobility value chain, is very instructive. Connectivity results in insurers learning more about risk. Thus, drivers may receive a personal discount based on how and where vehicles are driven in real time. Connectivity will aggregate additional profile-based data on drivers and the driving environment, providing insurers with an even better risk profile. So with these enhanced levels of connectivity, systems could analyze risky driving practices and signal them to vehicle operators via voice messages or other means. These precautions will be reinforced with interactive games and tutorials on safer driving strategies and instantly real-time applied premium and rate penalties against the guilty drivers. 
Connectivity sensor systems will incorporate sensors that could detect driver fatigue and suggest rest time, or even allow the car to take over some key driver functions, such as braking or steering, in order to avoid collisions. Much of the value would be created from the diminished risk of insuring a driver, and savings should be shared with consumers as a result. An insurer's in-car platform will obtain additional revenues from, say, coffee shops advertising to fatigued drivers. Car connectivity creates societal benefits by reducing the social costs associated with automobile accidents, such as the hospitalization of injured passengers and road infrastructure repairs. In the future, both car owners and riders in passenger vehicles will need to be convinced of the value of new insurance offerings, particularly those commanding a price. Car owners or drivers will need assurances that the data they are increasingly willing to share, are, the data is secure. Insurance organizations like yours will have to organize themselves around new customer-centric business models and be open to partnerships, particularly with digital giants and innovative startups. The bottom line for the insurance industry is that insurance must become mobile. That is the only way forward in a consumer-centric ecosystem and interconnected society. Insurance organizations will have to join forces with automobile, automotive manufacturers who are better positioned in this new emerging mobility environment to offer insurance direct to the consumer themselves. What's certain is that the role of the car and the automobile of whatever type is shifting from a mode of transport, more so now to a multimedia environment where connectivity is at the heart of the new type of customer experience that goes with that. Area three to discuss is the electrification of vehicles or e-mobility as we call it. Production and consumer demand for this are rising and there's design and production improvements that will nudge electric vehicles toward profitability, which is diminishing the need for government subsidies. It's going to migrate there. Electric vehicles, or EVs, are crucial to locking in the benefits of enhanced mobility opportunities. Automakers are churning out some 120 new electric vehicle models annually now. And more than 20% of all potential car buyers now say they would consider an electric vehicle for their next purchase. And in some countries, that figure is much, much higher than that. For younger and urban buyers, this figure rises to over 35%, and in certain states, over 65%. So looking ahead four or five years to about 2025 or so, expect the cost gap between electric vehicles and conventional vehicles to shrink considerably while the battery costs decline by about 50% over this five-year period. The learning curves for R&D on manufacturing in this space are flattening and also becoming shorter. So look, rough patches are along the road ahead of us in this regard as we see continuing bursts of technical innovation with associated painful business model adaptations. This will be seen. And geopolitics will change significantly in this environment as oil 
is removed as a geopolitical prize. The fourth area we want to discuss is shared mobility. Ride sharing and the great urban shift. High income urbanites already embrace ride sharing where it's permitted and it is increasingly being widely used by low income segments who cannot afford vehicle ownership. Shared mobility will permeate every city community and city councils will be forced to give way to consumer demands for it. Adoption of ride sharing will have implications obviously for car ownership. For high income urban households, ride sharing penetration is high and their vehicle ownership is falling. Among all households, those who use ride sharing own fewer vehicles, bottom line. For all the hype though, it's tempting to, to dismiss ride sharing as a niche or even an idea whose time has not yet come. For some, that's the case. It is seen as a niche because ride sharing's market share is still comparatively small. For instance, in the United States, the largest providers combined account for about roughly 1.5% of total vehicle miles traveled. Not yet significant. And the driver's cut of each fare is typically much larger than the ride-sharing companies, leading ride-sharing companies to invest hundreds of millions of dollars each year, or more than that, developing autonomous vehicles. An AV dividend, or cost savings, may be shared with customers. And look, globally, $70 billion or more has been invested in this industry in the past uh, five, six, seven years. And most significant data suggests that ride-sharing's most important demographic, urban adopters, are experiencing a fundamental conceptual shift about car ownership. Among higher-income urban consumers, ride-sharing is increasing as vehicle ownership declines. And there's design improvements which offer a way forward, things such as adaptable and reconfigurable vehicle interiors, which would make rides more comfortable and more accessible and shopping trips and deliveries easier. And these design improvements make travel safer, a factor that women and seniors identify as highly, highly important. And in the digital age, encyclopedias and newspapers, camera film, when products such as these turn into services, people pay a lot less for them or don't pay at all. So look, the sum of individual decision-making, choosing to pay fractions for a trip instead of many thousands for an actual car, this will have enormous effects in the aggregate. So less insurance is going to be purchased and that which is purchased is of the pay-for-use variety or what we call episodic insurance. So I think we'll leave it there. I just want to finish though with some points, highlights on the overall impact on the insurance business that haven't already been mentioned or highlight a few that have been mentioned. Auto insurance, insurance organizations must keep up with the changing nature of mobility. Thus far, the industry is failing, especially in certain countries, in Canada in particular. The coming mobility shift is going to have massive disruptive implications for auto insurers or those who distribute it. Self-driving features of cars should lead to safer cars, fewer accidents, and to lower premiums, which means lower revenues for insurance orgs. 
As fewer people own cars, with on-demand services making ownership an option, not a requirement for more people. As a result, passengers may need different, short-term, in-the-moment type insurance policies, not year-long comprehensive coverage. Driverless cars will place more of the safety onus on the manufacturers of those automobiles rather than on the drivers, quote-unquote, which in turn has obvious effects on where liability is assigned in insurance settlements. It is certain that auto insurers' traditional premium pools will decline rapidly in the future, within between now and 2030, which is going to cause significant job displacement in the insurance industry. One change coming is owner insurers' ownership of car safety data. This is tenuous as automotive organizations build more real-time connections between the cars and consumers and assume control over that data flow. Insurance organizations have near-term opportunities to digitize and automate their businesses, thereby creating savings that can be redeployed to fund improved understanding of likely trends and consumer behaviors in the emerging mobility ecosystem. Insurance organizations must immediately explore and invest in the products and emerging business ecosystem partnerships. One example of this is working with fleet providers to offer part-time insurance that consumers can buy via apps on their phone when they hail a ride. Another example would be partnering with auto manufacturers to own the risk of manufacturer fault. The opportunity, a broadening of the insurer's role is significant. Insurance is being completely reimagined in this new mobility world. The emerging mobility ecosystem creates uncertainties and those in turn, though, create opportunities for the creation of new insurance products to sell. Mobility engenders new insurance demand and needs as a result of cyber attacks and system failures. And mobility ecosystems mean that we now must design, sell, and service insurance products by building communities. The onset of the mobility society means that the insurance becomes an autonomous delivery type of thing. That is what digital insurance means. This also means job dislocation in the insurance business. Mobility ecosystems means meeting insurance customer needs requires collaboration with business partners such as body shops, insurers, and so forth. When they are not currently prepared for this reality, insurance businesses are not currently prepared for this reality, or at least very few of them are. Mobility means that insurance product design and delivery must be hyper-fast. It's got to be accomplished in days, not weeks or months, as customers want new insurance products on demand. So that's it for today. Till next time, this is Patrick Belton of QDigital and InsureTech Fintech, Revolution.com.